Welcome to Regeneration Studio. My name's Katerina Jabeur, and this is the second narrative journey that explores creative business ideas and how they transform communities. Before I start this episode, I have to mention something about what's going on in the world at the moment. When I thought of Regeneration's aim to use inspirational stories of professional and personal transformation to reconnect other people and inspire them to do what really mattered to them, making them rethink how they earn a living and how they could perhaps live better, more meaningful lives, I never imagined the pandemic the world would be facing today. Firstly, I hope my listeners are safe and in good health. We're all affected by the coronavirus outbreak, some more directly than others. My thoughts are with you all, and I've been thinking of small ways in which Regeneration Studio can make a difference. At the end of the first episode, I mentioned that I had some exciting news to share. Well, I had to adapt this news to current circumstances, and in reality, I'm diverting from my original plan, and will continue doing so in the upcoming weeks. To be honest, this week I faced an all-time low, as everything suddenly felt very pointless. I realised I had two options. Lose motivation and stop, or continue collecting inspirational stories to share with you that might just make a difference to your life, or someone else's life, now or later on. And perhaps, just perhaps, still help some of you change your outlook on life, especially when all of this is over. By the end of this episode, I will have explained how I plan on supporting small businesses by sharing their stories and any special services they offer during these times. Part 1. Plato, Aristotle and our economy. To understand the full extent of our concern during the virus outbreak, I'm going to summarise Aristotle and Plato's understanding of the state or government and retail trade, which form the basis of an economy. Feel free to skip to part two around about seven minutes if you already have a good understanding of the Greek philosophers and economics, or if this is just not your kind of thing. So, let's leave our current quasi-apocalyptic world behind and imagine we're back in ancient Greece when these philosophers thought deeply about how our society is constructed. Aristotle said, family is the association established by nature for the supply of man's everyday wants. But when several families are united, and the association aims at something more than the supply of daily need, then come into existence the village. When several villages are united in a single community, perfect and large enough to be quite self-sufficing, the state comes into existence originating in the bare needs of life and continuing in existence for the sake of good life. Our basic necessities are food, housing, clothing and so on. Through the exchange of goods and services between citizens living in the state, they meet each other's necessities by producing more than they need for themselves. Plato explained how each of us can choose to meet our necessities by only working and supplying ourselves. For example, cultivating our own food, making our own clothes, building our own houses. Or we can specialise in a trade or profession and spend longer producing more than we need in order to supply others as well. The philosopher explains 
that the individual farmer can produce for four and labour four times as long and as much as he needs in the provision of food with which he supplies others as well as himself. What we produce or the service we provide can then be traded for money, which can then buy another good or service that we need. Here is an example, this time in ancient Rome, just to mix things up. Besides the Indians, the Romans were one of the first races to develop a wide range of footwear as they considered it a necessity for civilised living. You would not appear in public with bare feet. Bare feet were a symbol of extreme state of poverty. Clothing in general was a sign of power in the Roman days, which explains our obsession with fashion. Now imagine you're a Roman citizen and you go to the shoemaker on the forefront of new shoe designs. In previous times, you could trade a product you made for another product. For example, if you were a carpenter, you could exchange shoes for a table or chair that the shoemaker might need. However, what if you didn't have a product or service that the person you were buying from wanted? That's where money becomes important. It is a placeholder that the buyer uses to buy something they need and then the seller can reuse, becoming the buyer in turn. Money circulates when services and goods are exchanged. Now in a capitalist society like ours, businesses are privately owned and run by individuals. The more people buy from you, the more money you have, the more you can buy from others, the higher your standard of life and the more luxuries you can afford. Many businesses hire other people to help them produce goods and provide services in greater quantity and thereby being able to make more money. This structure forms part of our economy. If citizens spend, businesses do well, salaries rise, people can buy more, hence they spend, and businesses do well, the economy booms. Self-isolation in our current situation means people cannot buy from certain businesses. Some businesses cannot operate as normal because they do not have sufficient staff. This leads to a slowdown in the economy. A recession starts when people no longer spend. This pushes prices up in order for businesses to continue operating. The thought of higher prices discourages even further spending. And the cycle continues. There has been a widespread panic amongst businesses as people are no longer able to use services and products they normally would, especially in the retail and hospitality sector. And of course, the smaller the business, the higher the risk they run. So what can we do? Part two, a new lust for life. Over the last couple of days, as I arranged interviews with various small businesses and listened to their concerns, I lost motivation. I don't know why. It seemed like businesses just wouldn't want to share their stories when they are losing revenue and might soon be forced to close. But then maybe I am wrong. As a recent small business owner, I had to think on my feet and adapt to the situation too. But I could only do that by reminding myself of why I started in the first place. 
It must be the same for other businesses. Going back to their fundamentals and instead of staring at the problem like a deer in headlights, looking for solutions that can alleviate the consequences of the situation. My original plan, which I will go back to when this is over and we can safely go out again, was to encourage people to get out of their comfort zones and try new places, have new experiences, instead of being perpetual creatures of habit, sticking to what they know. I'm hoping to achieve this through giveaways and competitions later on. New experiences often spark new ideas and can transform our way of living. I want to make this possible for other people. The more active we are in our communities, the more uniquely vibrant our areas become. The alternative? Something resembling a ghost town. Something resembling what major capitals like New York and Paris have been now become. Currently, we are urged by the government to practice social distancing for our own safety, which we should do. But this forced period of disconnection should ideally bring us closer. I cannot say how exactly, but whatever happens, we should not remain disconnected when it is all over. We should embrace a newfound lust for life when things have returned to normal. In the meantime, we can still support local independent businesses and I'm really excited about one possible thing I can do. I'll go on interviewing any business who's still offering some kind of service during this time, most of which will probably be online or home delivery services. The focus will still be on the business story, the owner's personal and professional journey, what it has taken to build the business to make what it is now and how they are coping in the current situation. Lastly, I'll also incorporate an educational part, teaching a skill related to the business. For example, if it were a pub, it can be on how to homebrew beer, or some interesting general knowledge to understand a part of the business better. For example, understanding the different types of beer, or wine, or where coffee comes from, how chocolate is made, you get the idea. Part three, reconnect. We're almost at the end of this episode and I'd just like to thank you for listening. This is the last episode in which it's only me speaking. From the next episode onwards, it's going to be interviews. So I'll be talking to various different business owners, creatives and people who follow their dreams doing what they love. So to ensure we stay connected, supportive and to give some people opportunities they would otherwise not have, I'll arrange a voucher draw for each business I interview. To keep things simple, I'll start by doing it as follows. If you like and share the post about the business and what they have to offer, you automatically get entered into the draw. Please note this has to be the post that I put up as this way I can track who shares and likes. If you win the voucher, you can use it with the specific business within a given time frame. Once again, these will mostly be online vouchers. On alternate weeks, I'll create a separate draw for email and podcast subscribers. Because these are difficult times for all of us, small businesses are struggling. Places where I have had some of the best times, from where I buy some of the most amazing products, or get the best service. 
whose owners I know have worked incredibly hard to get where they are. I cannot stand by and do nothing. I came up with a solution that could help make an exponential difference. I've created a crowdfund to help independent businesses in the UK on crowdfunder.co.uk. All details will be posted on Facebook and Twitter. Vouchers will be sponsored out of donations in this fund. Just a quick note on the goal of crowdfunding. So it's simply to pull in people from a wide circle to connect and kickstart funds to support small businesses to not only survive in a time like this, but to flourish. Many people are passionate and willing to volunteer their time and skills to make the world a better place. In the current situation, it is difficult to realize this as social distancing is prohibiting involvement in group-based humanitarian aid organizations. But crowdfunding opens a new channel for people who are motivated to contribute to community rescue and social transformation. This is your opportunity to make a significant contribution to help your community, if you can. All of the donations will go back into these businesses. So if you are able to contribute, what do you invest in? Not only the small businesses that have put in so much hard work to get where they are today, but also your community, the economy, and above all, the possibility of a safe and happy reconnection at the end of all this. To finish this episode on an uplifting and creative note, I am running a photography competition. I would like to know what regeneration means to you. Regeneration in this sense refers to the restoration of things to a normal or improved state after a period of deterioration. To enter, simply post a photograph of what you think regeneration symbolizes on social media and tag Regeneration Studio in the photo. That is at Regeneration Cat on Facebook and Twitter and at Regeneration Studio on Instagram. Or you can send me the photo directly. The top five photos will be posted on my blog and all social media platforms. The winning photo will be used on my website and get a mention from me on social media. The winner will receive a voucher to be used with any of the businesses I interview over the next three weeks and an invite to the post-virus back to normal Regeneration Studio launch party. Official competition details will be posted online. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show and thank you to anyone who's contributed in the making of this episode. If you enjoyed this narrative journey, kindly spread the word by subscribing and leaving me a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts. Sharing the article and podcast and giving me a thumbs up on social media makes a huge difference to reach as many people as possible and thereby reach the right people who might really enjoy and benefit from this podcast. Stay safe and take care. Until next time. I've expressed some views on the economy and Greek philosophers in this episode. However, I'm not an expert. I'm not an economist either. I simply did some research, read a book and provided a simplified explanation. Also, following the recording of this episode, it was announced that all pubs, cafes and restaurants uh, will be closed in the UK.